Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and running. Five seconds left in the game. You believe in Context, there's no disrespect, so when I bust my rhyme, you break your necks. We got five minutes for us to disconnect. All of it is on the field. We're going to get the mission. We're Let's get it started. Let's get it started. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the opening line. We're your hosts, Wits and Roz, and week one is upon us for college football. We got a whole nother week before the NFL is back. I know Wits. You were hoping I was saying it was for the NFL, but you know what? Nice little consolation having the entire college slate we have coming up. So I am very excited. I think uh, we have a lot of money to be won. It's, it's free money week in college football. If you don't know what that means, week one is usually all the favorites cover those spreads. It's the first adjustment period. You take it now, take the wins. Um, that way you have some money come – um, the rest of the season so which we got a big slate we're going to go over we each have our five games how about us how about us a little clap four and one both of us last week we split our rivalry we went one and one against each other and hit the rest as a team we went four and one all one unit so you would have come out 3.9 units ahead had you stuck with us four and one a great start for week zero can't really complain wits i'm excited um, but I feel like we got some other news we should bring up before we get into college football because I feel like that's just the way we end our show is giving you our picks. Cam Newton cut. Mac Jones's world, we're just living in it. That was a big news to start this week off. Yeah, very big news, Roz. Um, you know, it seemed like we had a pretty good battle going on throughout camp, and I personally thought Cam Newton was going to get the start at the beginning of the year, but we had, I guess we'll call it a little bit of a COVID mix-up the past week and yeah then I woke up today and Cam Newton was cut um so it is it is now officially Mac Jones time in New England and it's got such a Tom Brady feeling to it um I'm pretty excited for the Patriots this year I mean I think Mac Jones is a perfect fit for this system and you know you look at what that does for the fantasy outlook of a lot of the guys on this Patriots team um you know guys like Jacoby Myers Nelson Aguilar Damian Harris, uh, I think it could be a pretty exciting AFC East this year. I mean, you look at the Bills, who had a great year last year. Patriots had their first losing season in a long time. But I think uh, I think old Bills got something up his sleeve this year. And the Mac Jones era starts a little bit sooner than expected. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. Uh, you know what? It's been easy for people to say this week it's sooner than expected. Um, he was out playing Cam, all of Cam. Right. He, he looks poised, I think. Uh, why? One of the best things I heard is, why keep Cam if this kid already looks ready to go? You're not going to – you don't want to flirt back and forth. I mean, think about those teams in the past that go back and forth between quarterbacks. I mean, Chicago Bears are one of them that flirts with 
which quarterback they're going to start, Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, all that. But then in this case scenario, you just cut Cam, you know, it's better for, I think it's better for all parties. I think it's better for the Patriots. You know what you're working with. Now you have what you're, you're, you're going with. And for Cam, he has the opportunity to go find another place to land and play at. Um, Bill Belichick is the best coach of all time. And I mean, even just small moves like this, the guy's not afraid to like, he's, he wasn't there for the headline. He was making the decision to make his team better. And I think um, whether it's a slow start, I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule first five weeks of the season. They should come out above 500. The first nine weeks, they should come out above 500. I think it's a lot to ask this quarterback to bring you to the playoffs after you missed them last year. He's a rookie, 15th pick in the draft. Um, but if he does it, he's a hero. Um, so I, uh, I applaud him, and we'll see what he's got. He's a very rootable, root for a bull guy, in my opinion. I'm kind of a fan of Mac Jones. Um, I did make the prediction months ago here on the opening line that he would be the best quarterback in this draft. So we'll see if it comes true. Um, but yeah, the NFL is coming up. Irv Smith Jr. out for the rest of the year, as I just found out another guy. Yeah, tight end for the Vikings. It's going to be a tough one. Torn meniscus. I mean, we just lost uh, Travis Etienne. We just, who else did we just lose? Some big. Oh, J.K. Dobbins was a big one. You heard me talking about him on this show. We just need this fantasy season to get here. Need the injuries to stop before we can fill out our rosters. It's it's impacting drafts, and we have our draft um, six days from now. So it's uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna have to see how it all goes. But we're ready just for the NFL to start get past all these injuries. Yeah, and, you know, with preseason ending the other day, uh, hopefully we won't hear anything too bad out of these camps as they cut down to the, the final 53-man rosters. But, yeah, Roz, we're, uh, we're a week and a day away from uh, opening night, so it's going to be exciting. Um, Got to throw my two cents in about hard knocks. I think the Cowboys are about to go 6-11. and 11. Uh, was one of them awful season. It was just one of the more uninspiring uh, hard knocks slash preseasons that I've ever seen uh, for a team that seems like it might have the best offense ever. It just stinks of six and 11 because Mike McCarthy, I think he's still drunk from that last Super Bowl uh, that he won about a decade ago. So yeah, Cowboys uninspiring, but we've got a lot of excitement. Uh, Mac Jones being one of those guys um, and talking about guys like Mac Jones. I mean, Zach Wilson taking the helm in New York, Trevor Lawrence taking the helm in Jacksonville. I think Justin Fields is going to be starting sooner rather than later. So you would hope if you're a Bears fan. Thing. Yeah. Dan Orlovsky, I didn't, I, you, hate, you hate get up. I'm not a big fan of get up either. I, I still have a little spite towards the way Mike Greenberg exited with Mike Golick. Hurt a little bit. It's a show I grew up watching. Orlovsky made a great point. It's not, it's, you don't know these things, right? You won't know when your wife's pregnant, she's giving birth. You don't know when it's coming. Doctors can give you estimated dates, be like, it's going to come this day. But that water breaks, and we're game time, you know, and you got to execute. The woman can't be like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not pushing this thing out. Baby's got to come. Justin Fields has got to play. You got to see instantly, does he have the trait? Because to make it in this league, you either are ready and have the traits show that you are going to improve on what you're already ready to do. Or you're not ready, and you're not going to make it in this league, and you're not – like the Josh Rosen. You know right away. I don't give a shit how many sports analysts, how many coaches, how many scouts. You know right away. And I would love – you can come at me with, like, examples of people who came on later in their career, but you know when you watch a quarterback and they get out there, it's – they're a capable quarterback. 
You knew Dak Prescott, a fourth-round draft pick, when he was out there. He had it. You knew with Tim Tebow, you didn't have it. Who gives a shit that he won a playoff game? He didn't win a playoff game showing you that he's the quarterback of the future. There was a lot of luck involved with that. And I think the same goes for Darnold. I think the same goes for Gardner Minshew. All guys who just don't have that oomph that makes them a quarterback. Um, and I think you got to do it with Justin Fields now. I think you got to put him out there. But that's not my decision to make. I'm not the GM. I'm not the coach. Yeah, and I, I, I tend to agree with you, Roz. Um, Andy Dalton's a guy that you basically know what you're going to get. And, you know, as, as a Bears team that isn't particularly good on either side of the ball, I mean, I, I, would, I would classify them as a pretty average team. Um, I don't really see any reason why we're just not going with fields from the get-go. You know, I understand that the concepts about it, you know, getting him a little more experience under his belt. Um, but like you said, I agree with you. It's time to go. I mean, Andy Dalton is, is not the quarterback of the future. Got nothing wrong with him. But he's a backup quarterback now, and I would love to see Justin Fields, and I think we're going to see him sooner rather than later. Um, but and yeah, Roz, which is the funny thing, what you see in week four, what was the point of weeks one through three? <laughs> yeah, I, you're making a good point here. I don't really see the reasoning for it, and you know maybe we'll get a, a Justin Herbert situation because if you remember how his career started literally got the call 30 seconds before the game, the Chiefs game, that Tyrod Taylor was down for the count and he needed to come in. They should have won that game. Um, and then a star was born. So we'll see if that happens with Justin Fields. The one thing I do worry about is younger quarterbacks being put on a team in a situation where they're not in the best position to succeed. I think Sam Darnold's a really good example of that. Now, I think we're going to get a lot of answers this year whether or not he is a capable starting quarterback. I mean, he's definitely near the bottom third, but in that whole situation with the Jets and the offense and the weapons and the line that they gave him, they didn't really put him in a position to succeed. So that's the one thing I worry about with the Bears um, and our revolving door of quarterbacks. If you shoot a guy's confidence right away and don't really have a good game plan, it, it might spell trouble. So we'll see. I think Fields is a good player, but when, when the real action starts, then we'll get to see. But what I've seen so far, he's exciting. Pretty much all the rookie quarterbacks are exciting. So I think the biggest question mark is when is Trey Lance going to take over, if ever? And, uh, yeah, then we'll take it from there. But we've uh, yeah, got a lot of exciting headlines, and Jameis Winston is back. So And he's starting. Yeah, I know a Wits quarterback. It's funny to me. Like, preseason ends, and there's that, like, little week gap before the regular season starts, and there's just so much news because everything's really coming to the forefront, right? All the cuts, making the roster, all the above. And Winston being the starter is a good one. He's going to play his first game in Jacksonville against the Green Bay Packers. That game had to be moved due to Hurricane Ida, and hopefully everyone who is in New Orleans is safe and we're sorry and hope that the recovery effort is efficient. Um, but yeah, Winston's back. Mr. 4040 um, should be in a baseball uniform with those numbers, but we'll see. It's a, it's going to be a crazy season, an exciting season. Um, and we can't wait, but college football don't have to wait any longer. Like we said, we made you rich last week, went four and one, regardless of who you followed last week, we split it. You know, if you were team Roz and team Witch. You really didn't get to see who the better man was yet. Maybe this week will spread us a little bit different. Big games, Wits. Big, big games. Before we get into our picks, let's talk about them. The ranked matchups this week. Um, we might toss some picks out for these, but they are not the official opening line picks. 
Um, some are, some are not. But we will be seeing in action Big Ten going head-to-head, the ACC versus the SEC. You're going to get a lot of action going on um, early and often. And then, of course, like I said, ACC, SEC, two big games, Miami versus Alabama, Clemson versus Georgia, which has been by analysts and not and eh, odds makers isn't the right words, but in every statistical category, the most important game for the 2021 season is this Georgia-Clemson game. It'll help determine the path to the playoffs for the rest of the season. Um, it's a big one, Wits. 4.30 p.m. Pacific time. I'll be, I'll be home. You'll be gone. But I'll be back in Chicago. It'll be 6.30 Chicago time. Um, big game. And I think it, what a way to kick off the 2021 season with this kind of game. Yeah, that's what you love to see. Um, really no need in my mind for, you know, some of the cupcakes that the big teams play week one. Like, let's just get right to battle. And whoever is more ready to go, um, I want to see it happen. So, yeah, this is uh, – I think this is the one one game that we're both on in the top 25. And I'll start us off here. I like Clemson laying the three at home. Um, Georgia for me, I know that we're, we're in a new year, but a team that is notoriously disappointed at the biggest moments. And no matter how good that recruiting class is, which is always near top in the nation, I think they're dealing with a couple key injuries right now. And I'm not worried about Clemson's new starting quarterback because we saw what he could do against Notre Dame last year, you know, could, could be the next coming of Trevor Lawrence. You never know. But I like this Clemson team. I think they do have the best defense in college football. Very tough to match up with. And I, I think they take this game relatively easily and make Georgia's path to the football playoff um, very difficult from here. So I'm going to like, I'm going to take Clemson laying three at home here in week one. So am I, I'm going to be on Clemson. Took a little coming back to JT Daniels. Who knows if he's a quarterback to match, but you're right. You have seen Ugalagale, if I'm saying that remotely close to how you're supposed to say it. Um, sure, why not? Right, exactly. I think Clemson comes out with a bang. I think you see a little bit of fighting at the beginning of the game, uh, but I think Clemson kind of takes this one by double digits. Uh, that's a big switch from the way I felt about it two weeks ago. So, But that those, two, those are two official picks for the opening line this week, our first picks. Um, they're both one-unit games for the both of us. You're going to get some two-unit options from me this week. Um, and then you got Alabama, Miami, 19.5 points. This is going to be played on a neutral field. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta will be electric in there. Um, what, do you, what are your early thoughts on this? There's a lot of talk about De'Ara King. There's a lot of talk about Bryce Young. Is he the next – is he better than Mac Jones, Tua, and Jalen? I mean, that's, that's the early thought. A lot of money in NIL. Is he going to be able to go out there and prove it? 19 and a half, a lot of points, showing a lot of disrespect towards number 14, Miami. What are your initial thoughts on the Chick-fil-A kickoff game? Yeah, Rod, my, my initial thoughts here is that Alabama is a much superior football team. Um, I think Miami has definitely come back in the fold a little bit the past couple of years because they, they went on that stretch where I think they couldn't even reach 500. And for a team that was like the team of the late 90s, early 2000s, it was really shocking to see. But Alabama is just so talented on every side of the ball. Um, so, you know, whether or not this guy is, is better than Mac Jones, I mean, he might be, be kind of hard to do, but I, I like Bama in this game. I'm not making him an official pick. I think one thing that Bama struggles with is 
you know, really laying the hammer down at the end of games. Um, so I, I'd rather take a team like Bama in the first half because some of those bigger spreads, you know, it seems like they don't really pull away as much in the second half, um, regardless of whether or not the score is close. So I, I do like Bama in this one, but I think I'm going to stay away this week. But I don't think they should have too much trouble with Miami. Um, but big statement game for Derek King. Um, if he's in that Heisman race, uh, they can keep it close. Could be a game that we look back at the end of the year as a, you know, standout game for him. Yeah, this is a two-unit game for your boy, Roz, over here, and I just think it's going to the slaughterhouse. I think uh, we saw a pretty nasty hurricane this week, and I don't think Miami's going to be able to muster up one of their own. I think Alabama and the Crimson Tide are going to roll through here, winning by more than 28 points is my projection, putting two units on the Tide. I think this is going to be a statement game, being, hey, we haven't changed that much. We're here to stay. We've got the best weapons in the country year in and year out. I love Bama here. I'm going to take them and the points. And uh, we're just going to roll damn tide all the way through. Then we got a ranked matchup. We got a couple ranked matchups. There's Wisconsin hosting Penn State at Camp Randall. And then you also got Texas hosting Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, who are ranked. They're both 21 and 23. Um, nice to have some ranked games, like you're saying. I think Wisconsin Penn State is really important in terms of the landscape of the Big Ten. I think it's Ohio State's to lose, obviously, and the Big Ten is significantly weaker than it once was. And it's uh, in its tenure. Um, curious of your thought on both of these games. Yeah, so for um, the Wisconsin game, Roz, I do like Penn State this year. I know this, it's a tough place to go on the road week one, but I will take them plus the points here. Um, you know, I, I think they show out a lot better than they have the past couple of years. You know, Penn State was, you know, two years ago, a top five ranked team at the start of the year. And it seems like they, they really haven't put it all together. Um, I do agree with you. Ohio State, clearly the cream of the crop in the Big Ten. But Penn State here, um, you know, if they're able to take down Wisconsin in week one, they've got basically a layup game at Ball State the next week. Then they, you know, play versus Auburn. Then they get a tough stretch with Indiana. In Iowa, so if they, if they can find a way to make some things happen, that'll be quite the matchup on October 30th uh, with Ohio State. And I'm having a having short-term memory loss. What was the second game we were looking at? Uh, Texas hosting Louisiana Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, 21-23. Right. right. This is a, also a very interesting game, Roz. I mean, you've got two top 25 teams. You've got a Texas team bringing in – I'm bringing in Sark as the new captain of the ship there. Um, Texas seems like a team that's getting back to those college football playoff hope aspirations. And this is a very big matchup in week one. They go on the road against Arkansas week two. Um, you know, they've got Oklahoma, they've got Iowa State on the schedule, but if they can't take care of business here in week one, it's going to be a very big uphill climb. And I, I lean towards the Raging Cajuns um, plus the nine and a half here. I think it's going to be a very close game, but I think, you know, maybe a little money line, Raging Cajuns action. Not an official pick, but I, I like I like Louisiana Lafayette here. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's funny you said that. I was looking at two games, not official picks here about the opening line, but USC is a 14-point favorite over San Jose State. We know how San Jose State played last year. They already have a season win um, under their belt. You want to talk about two fun money lines? San Jose State and the Raging Cajuns seem very interesting to me. I think if you put a little money on both of them, parlay them, I think you're going to come out 
um, victorious this week. It just seems like the regular thing to see USC and Texas dropping week one matchups that would be statement and nice wins and they just aren't able to capitalize. So it's funny you say that. We're actually on the same page. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I've got a, a few, few, smaller, uh, few smaller games that I took here and then I'm going to save my uh, probably the biggest matchup for last, but my three picks um, after Clemson, are, I'm going to take Houston uh, plus one and a half at home versus Texas Tech. I'm also going to take Colorado State plus two and a half at home. Uh, San Diego State is coming to town. And then I'm also going to take Kansas State laying a field goal at home versus Stanford. Uh, there's definitely a theme, theme there. Taking three home teams, spreads are, are within those three points. And I like home teams week one in college football. So you know, I know those aren't some of the bigger games on the slate, but those are three of my picks. And last game, I'm not sure if we're both on this one, but LSU, UCLA, do we have a combined pick on that one? We do not have a combined pick on that one. I, it was intriguing. I don't really want to bet against LSU. I think it's fun to see UCLA. Um, they're getting some respect after their week one performance, but they're, I'm always a little nervous. You know, I'm dogging on the Pac-12. Could they win this game? Possibly. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. We do not have that shared. You're going to be riding the Bruins by yourself. Yeah. So I'm going to take UCLA plus three here. Not really looking at the angle that they've already played a game. I think that's more more of a myth than a fact in college football. But I, I like what the Bruins are doing. Chip Kelly's fourth year at the helm. And LSU, I mean, we went from national championship to, you know, basically a 500 team. And I think they're going to get a little better this year. I do have a small bet on Max Johnson to win the Heisman Trophy. But I like UCLA here plus the points at home. I think this is going to be a tough matchup. And I think really the start of UCLA's ascent. I think Chip Kelly is a great coach. Really hasn't done that well at UCLA so far, but I think this is this is the make or break year, fourth year in the program, and I like the Bruins here to win this game outright in uh, official week one, I guess, because they've already played a game uh, against the Tigers. Was that all your picks? You went through Houston, Colorado State, and Kansas State. Yep, UCLA and Clemson. Those are my. That's my Wits's five pack for the week. This five pack. Raz's five pack is going to consist of Bama, like I told you, Clemson minus three, and then we're going to the good old fashioned week one money grabs. We got OSU tomorrow night minus 14 against Minnesota. I think they're going to walk away with that one easily. Then I got OU minus 31 and a half against Tulane. They had to move that game back to Norman, give it to the Boomer Sooners. Spencer Radler, I think, is my favorite to win the Heisman. And then I got Illinois. Oh, another team that had a week zero matchup, I think only or five and a half point favorites against UTSA, I believe. Um, I like that. I think it's at home. It is at home. I think that's a good opportunity them, for them to go out, get a nice established win, um, especially after beating Nebraska on the road, making it look nice, sending Nebraska back into a hole that it feels like it has not been able to get out of for a decade now. Um, but those are the five picks there. OSU minus 14 is a two-unit game for me as well. Remember, OSU and Bama both two-unit games for your boy Roz as he tries to ascend past wits and the units and the bankroll. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be a full week. It's going to be amazing. Wits, I'm going to need you to put some things in for DraftKings for me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I appreciate your help on that. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be a, it'll be a fun week. 
And uh, anything else you're looking forward to coming this weekend? Uh, no, we just got a we got a couple of our drafts coming up, so we are we are right there, um, a week away from the NFL, college football in full swing. So uh, times are good. Weather's getting a little more crispy outside. Uh, it's it's a good time to be a sports fan right now. Certainly is, and uh, a couple of rushed episodes the last couple of weeks, um, but we'll be back in full. Your boys traveling and playing golf, so I had to slip this one in when I could. And uh, but I'll be back in Chicago, going out downtown. If anybody sees me out about downtown, say hello. Unless I'm too drunk, at which point you should probably just leave me alone. Um, and uh, yeah, this has been the opening line. Your hosts Wits and Rise, and we'll be back next week with a full slate not only college football but we will be bringing you the nfl as well very exciting stuff and uh we're excited to be bringing it to you so we'll catch you next time everybody once again this has been the open line with wits and Rod. peace
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.